Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> Woo, I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. I'm on the line with my good friend friend Farnoosh Brock for the f- third time. Oh, she was on once, twice, and now again. Last time we were, the first time she was on here, she spoke about how to live and blog in a prolific way, and then the next time we had a great conversation, and today, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited about what we're going to talk about. She left a long corporate career, starting a media and publishing company called Prolific Living. She then hired her husband a year in, and now they write books, especially with a health focus. She's the author of the book, Eight Pillars of Motivation, been featured in Forbes magazine, BBC, and is the creator of the Smart Exit Blueprint course. Today, we're going to be talking about what to do when you're stuck in a job and want to do something bigger. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Farnoosh, my friend, how are you doing today? I'm great. That was a wonderful introduction. I'm very humbled and excited to talk to you again, Leslie. And I'm excited to have you on here. Have you been on any other podcast three times before? You know, I think I've been on um, uh, Srini's podcast, Blockcast FM, three times. Three times? Okay, so then I have to have you on here a fourth time because nobody should have you on more than I have you on. That's so kind of you. You're we're gonna so we're gonna make that happen. How are things going with you? They're wonderful. I couldn't be happier. Awesome. So we had you on before, and before we went into your entire story about who you are, how you got to be where you are today, at well back then, and all that good stuff. So we're not gonna go into all those details. I will say this: that we met online. Um, and then we met in person and our relationship has grown since then. And, I, you know, a few weeks ago, I was thinking, man, I, I haven't spoken to Farnoosh in a while. So I miss her. I need to get her on the podcast. And now you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's amazing how I say when you meet your friends that you meet online, it's like old friends meeting for the first time. Exactly. It's, yeah, you know it. Awesome. Okay, so you have a course, and the name of that course is Smart Exit Blueprint. What is that course all about? So the Smart Exit Blueprint course was when after I left my corporate career, Leslie, mm-hmm. when I had you know long career in corporate in a big Fortune 100 technology company, and um, I had a lot of success, but I also was done. I needed to get out and do something, like you said, bigger. Uh And so after I left, I look back at the things that I wanted to change. We always want to go back and, you know, see what we could have done better. Uh And I realized that I didn't quite plan out my exit. I call it an exit strategy now Mm -hmm. from corporate where I was just an employee. It was all I ever knew how to be to an entrepreneur. 
And so going back, I looked at the things I could have done better, the things that I already did well. And I started talking to some of my friends who were very miserable in their corporate jobs. And you know what? Just like me, they had no idea how to make that difficult transition. So I'm glad you've never worked at corporate, but when you are an employee, thinking outside of that corporate structure is really, really hard. So that was the foundation of the course. Basically, I wanted to help people who are in a job, who are employees who've never done anything, never ran a business, don't have an MBA or any other fancy titles, that for them to first of all realize they can make a huge drastic change to their career as long as they desire it. I think that it's important to believe you can do it. It's never too late. And so I give them the tools and the resources and the right mindset to make that difficult transition out of a job into something else. And generally that includes leaving your employment behind, starting something on your own. And it takes a lot of shift in perspective and a lot of savvy and know-how so that's what the course is all about. Okay. So, I, and I normally don't even start out any interview by asking about what your course or anything of that sort. But I think that is really relevant to a number of people that I've even been speaking to recently in the Become a Blogger community. So, someone is working at a job and they do not like their job, or maybe they like their job, but it's not what they want to do in life. They want to do something bigger. And maybe they found out about blogging and, and maybe they listened to my podcast and they hear this crazy guy always talking about changing the world one blog at a time and they're trying to figure out how do I navigate from where I am to where I want to be where I'm an entrepreneur eventually or ultimately becoming an entrepreneur having something of my own that I am building up I'm putting in blood sweat and tears and building something that is having an impact and I want to go through that process so we're actually going to be digging into your course and talking about some of these steps that people need to be thinking about that maybe they're not thinking about great and let's I think, do it and I think it even applies beyond corporate I mean I was teaching at a high school and I didn't enjoy what I was doing. And I saw myself moving from that to doing what I'm doing online. So I think some of these tips are going to be even relevant to people that are working other jobs outside of corporate. So I am working a job right now. I am stressed out because I don't like what I'm doing on my job. I started a blog. I want to get into business and I don't know where to go. What are some of the things that I need to be thinking of before I even think about making that type of a change? Right, very good question. So the first thing that I teach students in this class and something that I kind of had figured out, but I hadn't really worked on it hard, something you need to get absolute clarity on is, are you ready, Leslie? I am ready, I'm waiting. I'm like on the edge (laughs) of my seat. What is this something? You need to know why you want to leave your job. Oh, I love that. And it's a sim- it sounds simplistic. It sounds like I'm being clever. But listen, if you chase the wrong reason, mm. like you're not making enough money, you hate your boss, you don't like the company. And, and I've done this and I can give you a case study. If you chase the wrong reason, you correct the wrong problem. Ooh. So, yes, you're unhappy. You know, that's mm-hmm. a fact. OK, I'm not arguing that. But do you really know why you're unhappy? Because if you don't know, then wherever you're going may not be the right place for you. 
So what I would do is I would tell you, look, Leslie, so you're unhappy in your job. Let's go through this exercise. And I want to ask you a number of questions and figure out exactly what is the root cause of your unhappiness. Mm. And so going back to that example I wanted to give you, when I was much younger, I was a customer support engineer for this technology company. Mm -hmm. And I was five years in, I was really miserable. And I was convinced without a shadow of a doubt, I was miserable because I was grossly underpaid. Okay. Because people at my level were making a lot more money and I had been passed over for promotions and raises. So then I, I went about the next three years of my career at the same company, doubling my salary, okay, <laughs> figuring out the system, doubling my salary, getting great bosses and reducing my hours of work by about 40 to 50%, okay? Mm. So I was working 60 hour work weeks. I went to about 30 at most and I was more unhappy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> because I was fixing the wrong problem. So the problem wasn't for me that I wasn't making enough money. The problem was, I just didn't belong in that corporate structure as an employee. I needed to get out and feed my creativity and write and blog and what I'm doing today. Okay, so how do I how do I even figure out what my why is? I mean, what kinds of questions can I ask myself to get to that why I want to leave my job? Right. So so a number of questions, right? The first thing is this is like something you have to come on board with because some people are like totally resistant to it and that's totally normal. But um, okay, so you're on board. You're going to figure out why. Uh So then we're going to look at what makes you unhappy, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to look at the things you actually are happy about with your job. And if you're really bitter and angry and cynical, which you get as a corporate employee, you know? So anyway, when you feel that way, you can't see clearly and you don't want to look at the positives, So I'm going to have to ask you to start removing these emotions just for a minute. Okay. Okay, You can go back to being angry later and just try to look at the whole picture of your job. Everything your job offers you from a good boss or a bad boss Mm. to your team leads, your environment, the training, the certifications, the bonus money, whatever they give you. You're going to itemize that and you're going to rank it. How do you feel about that? How is that impacting your life? Is it making it better? Is it making it harder? And so after you're done going through that list, you're going to start spotting where the problems are. You know, maybe the root cause is you just don't feel valued, Mm. not monetarily, but just because they don't take the time to verbally recognize you. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's simple stuff. And in fact, after you go through the why exercise, you may come out thinking, you know what? I actually don't mind my job. I am just unhappy because I have some personal self-esteem issues, Mm. you know, and and I need to work on that and I need to take better care of myself because my job is doing everything, but I'm resisting it. I'm not accepting what it's giving me. And sometimes you may come to the right conclusion. Yes, I want to leave my job because I hate my boss and the entire management. And that's what I thought at the beginning. So you have just validated your original assumption. Gotcha. All right. So, oh, I like that. So in, in order for, it's, it's kind of interesting because we're talking about how to, how to decide what your why is for wanting to leave your job. And you're saying, yeah. first, let's think about the positive. Let's think yeah. about the good things that you get from your job and going through that process of thinking about the good and then even asking about maybe some of the things that you don't like at your job. Is that something you also want to be doing? 
Yes, yes. You want to look at everything your job offers you and then rank it based on how you feel about it, how it makes you feel about your your yourself, how it's impacting your life. And as you go through it, then you see what's good and what's not so good. And the reason I have you do both is mm-hmm. because the good stuff you want to keep. Uh-huh. If you love being an engineer, but you are stuck in the wrong company, your next mission when we go through the next step is to figure out where you can do that engineering work that's a positive in your job mm. and you take that with you in your next career adventure. Mm. So you want to keep the good and even expand on it and then minimize the bad. That's that's how you move in the right direction. All right. Keep the good, expand on the good, focus on that good and minimize the bad. Minimize the bad. I hope I said that right. No, you did. I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay, So (laughs) let's say we go through that process and I've decided, I figured out my why. Let's say my why is it's not allowing me to express my creativity and I want to be able to express that more. Whatever the why is, where do I go from there? I have my why. Now I do what? Okay. Great question. So let's say you still are in a direction to leave, right? You're still thinking, okay, the creativity, let's take that because that is so common. I mean, that was one of the reasons I was so unhappy, but I couldn't see it for a long time. So clarity itself, you're halfway there. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you can't express your creativity at work. It's just not an environment that cultivates that. Then we look at ways that you have outlets or maybe you don't for that creativity in your life. Okay. Okay. If you don't have any outlets, then we start looking at places you could create outlets. Some people have hobbies. Some people, especially some of your listeners have side hustles, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. such as blogging, such as doing something on the side that they enjoy. So that, that is in essence, an expression of your creativity. And that doesn't mean that's going to necessarily turn into your next thing, but it means you have an outlet. And so then we explore that and we try to identify the type of creativity, such as maybe it's writing, maybe it's drawing, maybe it's graphic design. What is exactly your type of creativity, right, that you want to express? And so then you get into your talents, your skills, your passions, and you start to really do some self-discovery work. And sometimes, you know, some of my students, I had a guy who was 60 years old. He had Mm. never taken the time to express his passion about sports, actually sports broadcasting. Okay. You know, and he was actually going to start a podcast, you know, at 60. I'm so proud of him. That is awesome. So it's never too late. And sometimes you may have just denied that to yourself. I'm not giving myself permission to be an artist because I am a doctor. I am a, you know, surgeon or I am a lawyer. And so that's a lot of acceptance and coming to terms with what, who you really are on the inside, you know? I mean, I thought for the longest time I'm supposed to be an engineering Uh and turns out I hate engineering. I mean, no (laughs) offense, but, uh, I just, uh, wasn't made for that. I just, you know, followed a path and education that ended, ended up there. So understanding. So just let me wrap up and then we we go back and see if we Uh need to revisit you. You need an outlet for creativity. We need to figure out if you currently have an outlet in your life to feed that creativity or not? And if not, what is the resistance? What is the block there? Why don't you have one? Is it your family? Is it you not letting yourself, et cetera? And then we figure out exactly the type of creativity that makes you happy, you know? And there is so many different forms, right? I mean, we can't even cover all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, oh, go ahead, sorry. 
No, that's it. And that's the next step. So okay. over to you. Okay. So I, <laughs> I love this because we're, we're, we're thinking about what, in essence, what we're passionate about. And then we're taking that passion and we're expressing it in a creative way or in, let's say, for example, and we'll make this even more applicable to someone that's listening right now. I figured out my why. It doesn't allow me to express my creativity. Um, I have an outlet because I've started blogging and I started blogging about something that I'm passionate about and I get so excited. I spend the night sometimes up to three in the morning, four in the morning, creating these blog posts and it rejuvenates me, it gets me going and then I have to wake up and go to my job. All right, so we have that outlet. What do we do next? Right. Yes, I know. I know. Okay. So, so this is good. If you have the outlet, it's good because you're, you're actually being very responsive to what you need yeah. internally, but you're also being responsible. You have a job, you have obligations. Mm -hmm. So I think the next step is to look at what you're doing as a hobby, as that outlet, and then see, okay, the, the, the reason you're unhappy in your job was because you don't have enough creativity. Here it is. Then we look at, are you willing to do this on a full-time basis and as a business. Okay. And um, there's so many different ways to look at this, okay? But the reason I say this is because sometimes when you change the nature of a creativity uh -huh. from hobby to business, it completely changes how you feel about mm. it. You know, like I, I used to do Argentine tango and I loved it. And then um, I remember at one point we were asked to teach which uh, was really funny. But anyway, we were, you know, somewhat better than the rest of the community. So we started teaching small classes uh -huh. and it changed the whole thing. Like I hated it because I had to get prepared and go teach. And then, you know, then of course, you know, you get paid for it. So the nature of a hobby that was just pure fun with no pressure suddenly changed to a business responsibility. So this is, and then I have more questions that take you through, through, okay, writing is, is not all fun and games. And I realize you're working very hard at it, but if it becomes something you want to use as a, as a way to build a business, this is what it's going to look like. Can you picture yourself doing that? Do you realize what you may have to give up and what changes you have to make in order to be able to have this? And then there is that whole balance. Okay. Can you still be creative? Because another big aspect of exit, I'm switching a little topic on you, but it's related, is whether you are financially ready or in a place where you are okay with some risk tolerance moving from that job into this other place. Because if you're going to be stressed, then you're not going to feel creative. So then also, how does your family feel about it and creating a minimal support system that at least helps you so that you can get through? So there's other factors here, but um, beyond that, going back to your question, you have the, the blog, the writing, you love it. Asking yourself, are you willing to see that as a business? To really make it work and build it up as a, as a blog that earns income versus as something that you just go to it when you feel like it. And then there's, there's ways to go through those questions. And so then it helps you really look more closely mm -hmm. at what you like to do at this creative outlet, at this way that you may be planning to change your, your career. And you learn so much about yourself in this process that it makes the next decisions a lot easier. You know, it, it's becoming obvious to me that this is an extensive process. And no, we can't cover every single aspect of it 
in this um, short podcast episode, but I, I feel as if we're we're getting deep enough so that someone can actually go and ask themselves these questions and make decisions based on these questions, which is what I like. Lo- what, what I like. What yeah. I resonate with what you're seeing there in terms of are you willing to take that and make it into a business? Because for me, for example, I love to play the piano. But when I took piano lessons as a child, I hated it because it was so structured in a way that I wasn't structured. And then when I think about going in, when I thought about coming to college and studying something, I thought about music and I said to myself, you know what? No, I don't want that to be my business. I don't want that to be my job. I want that to be my outlet that I can just go to, relax, no pressure, and just enjoy what I'm doing. That's That's not something I see myself turning into a business. Exactly. But the other way to look at it is, okay, your creativity outlet, if you don't have any time or any, any like desire to be creative because your job is so stressful, when you figure out the next career transition with the exit out of this one into the other one, then you create a lifestyle that hopefully allows you the creativity that's still just for fun. Do you uh-huh. see? I like I, I look at the holistic picture. It's not just changing jobs. You are creating a life that allows you the freedom that you need. I'm I'm silent because I'm taking notes. <laughs> you're taking notes. <laughs> Hopefully you're recording this too. I am recording this too. But this is just good stuff. Um okay. All right. So let's say now I I've I have an outlet. I've looked at my hobby and I've decided this is something that I am so passionate about and I want to make this into my business. Now, uh, to give a little background, maybe I have a family um, and we are very much dependent on my job for income so that we can survive and I'm not in the position where I can just say, yes, this is what I want to do full time. I'm going to dive in and do it full time. How do I go from there? Okay. Good. So you have a lot of information now. You know where your family stands. You know where your finances stand. And you have figured something and a direction you want to go. I mean, this is a lot of clarity. Oh, yeah. So at this point, I would say you want to start doing. You want to start taking massive action. Uh, we have a friend, I think a mutual friend, Ralph Quintero. Uh-huh. And he loves using the words massive action. <laughs> so that means... You need to decide right now, starting Monday, that there is your job that's a responsibility and there is, you know, a period of time between now and when you can eventually exit. And so during this time, you have to look at your lifestyle, you have to look at your activities and you have to start prioritizing and be a little brutal here so that you basically take some time, put some of the leisure stuff aside and focus on building this side hustle, side business and grow it. Because it's not going to happen overnight. And the biggest problem I see, which is really not their fault, but it's just how we are wired. When um, frustrated employees that I work with, when they look at their career and they're like, yes, I want to do this. I want to write a book. I want to start a blog. I want to have my own business. And they have known that much, Mm -hmm. as much as you just figured out, Leslie, for years. But they haven't taken any action. You know, mm-hmm. and looking back, if you started the day you realized that's the wrong job for you, if you just started, you, st- you still went to your job, but if you started taking tiny little steps towards building that business, it would be booming by now and you would be out of that job. So 
it's really important to keep perspective in mind here. The exit plans that I have created for, for my students were anywhere from six months to two to three years. But if you build it and you are, you know, I mean, some of them are well into their careers, well into their lives. So it's a huge transition, but still two years, it's nothing in our lifetime, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as long as you keep taking action. Okay. Okay. So start taking a massive action. I love that. I keep telling, I keep saying take action. Um, and that is what you're reinforcing. So I have my hobby, um, that I started my little blog on maybe, and I really decided this is the thing that I want to do for my business. I am starting to take action by that. I mean, I am creating content. I'm going out there and I'm networking with other bloggers. I'm, I'm, I'm creating videos, putting them on YouTube and using that to drive traffic. I'm getting people to opt into my list. I'm building my list. Um, I am maybe even working on creating products, promoting affiliate products, and I start to see some income trickling in. How do I go from there to where now I am working full-time on my passion? Okay, that's, that's wonderful. First of all, you'd make a great student. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Coming along, knocking everything out. No, but um, seriously, first of all, that's a lot of work. And balancing all that with a full-time job, with a family, is no picnic. Uh, so, actually, you know, the, you, very good point there. And before you even move on, how do we uh, balance all that? Because yeah, it's crazy. Uh, a lot of people ask me that question all the time. How do we do that? Yeah, I, I think balance is just a myth. You know, some <laughs> things will have to go. That's it. Some okay. things will have to go. And once they go, you know, I had to give up my tango. I had to give up a lot of social events. Mm -hmm. I had to give up a lot of things that I used to really enjoy because I want this other thing, my business, a lot more. And so at the beginning, it was just a matter of, you know, this is where I'm going to focus because I know this will afford me the freedom later. And um, it's really where I was drawn anyway. So if you find something you are really passionate about, it's going to be a no brainer that you want to spend time there. But as far as balance, I think I, I'm not going to, you know, sound clever and say, yes, there is balance. You do this for two hours a day and then your job eight hours a day. That Life doesn't work that way, mm. you know? And so we're fooling ourselves if we think so. So this is what you do. You do whatever you can, okay? That's the motto. Every day you do whatever you can. You don't beat yourself up. You congratulate yourself. If you can't do it today, you do something tomorrow and you do as much as you can. You look at your priorities. And if you have to give up some, if you have to disappoint some friends, if you have to miss out on a family function or two, that's okay because you're still moving forward. It's important to realize that you're moving forward, even if you're going slowly. Okay, so, so I'm, I'm putting mm -hmm. myself in that situation. I'm building my blog. I am working on it. There are things that I will have to give up. And let's say some of those things would be, you know, the two hours a day I spend watching TV. I might have to not watch TV at all. Or let's say, you know, every day I go out with my friends and hang out. I might want to reduce that, to, you know, twice a week instead of every day or eliminate some of that completely for a time being. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes, that is what I'm saying. And you know, it's going to be a little hard at first. And this is where a big focus of my course and something you can do right now on your own is a mindset shift. Mm. You know, I'm not saying you're in the wrong mindset. I'm just saying the mindset where we work for someone and then work 
is such a separate part of our life. So we are working so hard, doing something we don't enjoy so we can earn a weekend or a holiday. That's that's a shift in mindset. Mm. Your mindset is, is now you want to create work you love. You want to leave something meaningful behind. You want to feel joy in your work. And so when you, and, and then the rest of the mindset is you can do it. You know, it's not just positive thinking. It's really believing in yourself and trusting yourself because you're kind of going against the flow, against the general tide here. And you're going to get some resistance either from yourself or from others. So the shift in mindset is huge here. But um, I don't know if this answers your question, but no, basically- Okay, you just move in this direction. And so that's where I really focus on that. And it's a place where I I wish somebody had like tapped me on the shoulder years ago and helped me shift my mindset because that's really powerful. That's where things start happening. You find time, like you create time out of thinner, I swear. Oh, I know how that is. things done. Mm-hmm. I know how that is. Awesome. Okay, so we've, we've dealt with that. This whole balance thing. Okay, yes, it's a, a nice thing to strive for, but, you know, don't beat yourself up. Do whatever you can. Congratulate yourself. So looking at the positives, definitely congratulating yourself, looking at your priorities, eliminating things that are not essential, at least for them for this time right now, and continue to build something on the side um, so that it can eventually take over. So where do we go from there? Because I want to so, take this all the way to where we are free of this job and we are, you know, working on our passions and loving what we're doing. So let's okay. go, let's take the next step. Okay, let's take it to the next level, right? Like Cliff says. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what you do next is you really start educating yourself. And this is such a good time to be creating a business because there is so many resources out there. So if you're especially building an online business, the stuff Leslie talks about here on this podcast, you have amazing resources at your disposal. So what you want to do is instead of just hanging out on social media and watching what other people are doing and sometimes feeling overwhelmed by other people's success. That's a big distraction. You want to educate yourself because knowledge is power here. The more you learn about the business you're going to go into, about your little company, which is still yours, right? The more you're going to move the ball forward. So one recommendation I have is If you are serious about this and this is a business and you're going to grow it, don't be afraid to invest a little money in yourself and in your business. Mm -hmm. So I was really, really stingy at the beginning and I kind of regret this because I ended up wasting time because your time is money. Your time is very valuable, especially if you're trying to quit this job and start this business. So if there is a class that teaches you how to do something, or you could spend 10 hours on Google figuring it out versus two hours in this class, make the investment. If there is, you know, something that, you know, you could do a mastermind with a couple of people who are maybe able to help you, then invest in that, invest in helping other people. You're going to get it back a dozen times in return and make the investment in the right people and the right resources from the beginning. So when you do that, I think that is going to just supercharge your success because there is so many wonderful people. I mean, you and I know, Leslie, the the, the online community can be really supportive. Oh, definitely. So you want to take advantage of that. And, And the other thing that does for you is you realize you're not alone. 
that this is a long road, this may be hard, but you have support. So you keep going. And then I would say, continue what you're doing. Because if you're at a stage where this is an online business, you have ideas, you have a foundation, you have a blog, you're building your list, you know, you're doing everything that Leslie teaches him become a blogger, <laughs> <laughs> then you are, you're on the right track, but it takes time. It does. The darn thing takes, takes time. And so you just have to be patient and keep going. Okay. And that is something that a lot of people kind of skip out on, that whole educating yourself thing. And I think that is so important. If you yeah. know what you want to be doing, why not go and learn from the people who are doing exactly what you want to be doing? Spend the, the time, spend the money if you can, and invest in your education. I, I fully agree with that. I know you're a professor. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. right. No, that's a serious one because that's going to save you so much time. Oh, like yeah. I'm telling you some of my major mistakes where I should have just, you know, those people have gone out and learned this over weeks and months and they are going to show it to you for what, a hundred bucks or maybe 500 bucks. You're worth it and your time is worth it. So I recommend that highly. But having said that, I do want to say if you're going to invest in a course, make sure you do due diligence, read the testimonials, check on the person who has created it, make sure they are legitimate and they have a good reputation. Do all of that because there is a lot of stuff you need to stay away from, but there's a lot of good stuff out there too. That's a very good point because when I first started in internet marketing, I threw away money at programs that just wasted my time, wasted my money and made someone a little rich. Um, so you definitely want to make sure you are doing that due diligence, <laughs> uh, speaking to people who have gone through the course and seeing what they have to say about it. What are their results? What, what are their impressions of the course? Um, and that can give you a lot in terms of being able to make that decision. Exactly. Okay, that's so we've started our, our side hustle. We've been building our side hustle. Let's say we've been working on it for a year. Um, we're starting to make some money. How do we know when we, are, we have reached the right point where it's, it's okay to leave now? That's a very good question. Well, all your questions are good, Leslie. Why, thank you very much. Um, so that one is a lot of things. First one is, I think it's important to realize, okay, is your job affording you time to invest in this business or are you really burning the can candle at bo both ends? You're really stretching yourself. If you have a job that, that pays well and you can still continue building at this pace, I would say build it out until it's bringing regular income. At least my um, average is, you know, and, and the people I work with are usually in the like high five figures, low six figures. Okay. So for them, you know, they need 50% of that income to sustain their lifestyle. Uh -huh. But I would say if you're there and if you have systems and processes in place. So what I mean by that is your income isn't random. You know, for instance, with online business, you're not just making some affiliate money because you got lucky here and uh -huh. then a little bit of advertising money here. You actually have systems and processes in place. You actually have a program or a class. You offer it regularly. You have regular coaching clients. You have a referral network that continues sending you clients, what have you. And this is different for each business. So if you have foundation systems and processes in place and your income isn't random and you're building it, you can actually even risk lower because if you have all of that in place, it's going to continue growing. 
but does that make sense? Do no, you want it, me to it, explain it, no, that it further? definitely makes sense. So if if I understand you correctly, make sure number one, you have consistent income coming in. That consistent mm-hmm. income can take care of your expenses. You have systems in place so that that income will continue to be consistent and also continue to increase. And then now at that point, if you can leave, then you have more time now to invest in building what you've already done. Yeah, that's a very good summary. Awesome. Okay, so we've identified our why. Um, We've... um, uh, Really, from there, we, we've decided if we have an outlet or we've created an outlet, we looked at what we wanted, what, what we're doing, what we are enjoying doing, so being creative, however you're being creative, and we try to decide, is this something I want to do as a business? Um, and then from there, we if once we've decided we want to do it as a business, we start taking massive action. Do whatever you can and just keep moving forward. Um, number five, then we want to really start educating ourselves so that we can build even faster and better. Um, and you know you're ready to leave when your income is consistent. It's enough to take care of your expenses. You have systems in place to make sure that it will continue to be consistent. And then now you can leave to continue to build something even bigger. Love it. Love it. There's one little aspect we didn't cover. And that's on the side of leaving. And that is... I really want to emphasize that you want to leave on professional and positive terms. Okay. You know, even if you feel totally bitter, you just don't know how, how things turn around and you may come face to face with the same boss. He may be your client one day, what have you. So I have like a whole process that I take you through to make sure you don't burn any bridges. And it's a little trickier than it sounds because you're leaving So you have to time it well for your company. You have to be considerate, give them plenty of time. There is a correct way to announce it, the correct process to go through. So just keep that in mind. It's not just, okay, I quit, see you later, right? Just just so they don't overlook that. But you got it. So you mean I can't make a YouTube video of me, you know, insulting my boss and saying, hey, I'm leaving, bye-bye? You can, but it won't be without consequence. (laughs) I like that, though. I like that because I think that's something that maybe a lot of people don't think about. They just think, okay, finally, I'm to the point where I can leave this job behind. I'm going to leave it behind. Bye. I don't care about anything else or anyone else. I I am gone. But I like that. Really try to, um, you know, be dignified about what you're doing and be professional about what you're doing. Yeah. And I can tell you that has served me well. I actually, I was very bitter, you know, towards the end of my career, but I made sure with the help of my husband (laughs) that I'm going to leave on very professional terms. And I can tell you, I have gone back to vice presidents and directors and actually consulted them for help in my other career program because I needed to do research and interviews. I couldn't have done that if I had just gone, you know, just left on on unprofessional terms. Because the news gets around no matter how big your company. So that's really important. It's going to serve you better later. So you're doing it for yourself. 
Definitely. Okay, tons of value. Um, someone's listening to this and they're saying, yes, I finally have a plan as to how I can get from where I am today to where I want to be in two years or in three years or in six months, whatever the case might be. They want more help. They want more guidance. They want more of this stuff. And I know you have this course. We spoke about it in the beginning. Um, how does someone get access to this course? Um, and I know you, you've recently just reopened. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So I actually also created for people who are not quite ready to jump into the course, I created a free video training. And so this is where I address about five or six top headaches. Like you hate your job, but you need the paycheck or you can't get along with your boss or you need some more time off. So I have the free video training you can sign up for at smartexitblueprint.com. And then if you get on there and you sign up for the video training, you get the video training. And then I tell you exactly when registration opens, you get the early bird when you're on that list. And then you can decide when, if it's right for you, when the class opens uh, September 30th, registration opens mid-September. Okay, and I must say this just for anyone that's listening right now to this from the bottom of my heart. There are a few people that I trust online and Farnoosh is one of them. So if you believe me, and if this, if this is really and truly, if this is something that you are passionate about and you really want to go in this direction, I highly recommend for you to check it out. Even if it's just to get the free stuff, you're gonna, I, I can assure you that you're gonna find tremendous value in it. That's very kind. I really appreciate that. Really, Leslie. Thank you. I feel the same about you. Well, thank you very much. And you know what? That's pretty much all we have for today. And that was a whole lot. Farnoosh, thank you so much for coming on here and delivering so much value. You're welcome. My pleasure. I hope your listeners got a lot out of it. Oh, I know they did. So, guys, if you want to find out more about what Farnoosh is doing and um, find out more about the Smart Exit Blueprint, head on over to Smart Exit Blueprint. Sign up for that free um, video training. You're going to love it. And then if you want to go even further, you can check out her course when it comes out. Um, So this is Leslie Samuel. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you're not, then um, something's wrong. But if you are, definitely head on over to iTunes, becomeablogger.com slash iTunes and leave a review um, and let people know what you think about it. If you want to start your blog, you haven't done it yet, you want to create content, inspire others, and change the world, freebloggingvideos.com, where you get to follow me as I show you how I've done it, how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, and how so many others have done the exact same thing, freebloggingvideos.com. But more importantly right now, smartexitblueprint.com. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Anyhow, this is Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com. That's it for this episode. Until next time, take care and God bless.